Hello, I'm Rhonda Nowak for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media, and this is The Literary Gardener for July 3rd, 2019. The topic this time is The Mighty Spider Mite. What's a gardener to do? A spider sewed at night without a light upon an arc of white. Emily Dickinson, The Spider, and the Poems of Emily Dickinson, 1896. Like many things in nature, Emily Dickinson was fascinated by spiders, particularly by their ability to spin intricate webs. In another poem, she observed, The spider as an artist has never been employed, though his surpassing merit is freely certified. As an ardent gardener, I wonder if Dickinson also admired webs spun by the arachnid's relative, the spider mite. Did the poet consider the spider mite yet another neglected son of genius? To be sure, tiny eight-legged spider mites are crafty garden pests. They thrive during our hot, dry summers by hiding on the underside of leaves and encasing themselves in silken webs fortified by dust particles. Ensconced within their protective handiwork, the wily critters no bigger than the period at the end of a typed sentence spend most of their four-week life cycle literally sucking the life out of our garden plants. Spider mites' favorite meals come at the expense of our vegetable plants, including tomatoes, tomatillos, melons, cucumbers, eggplants, beans, peas, strawberries, potatoes, and corn. Spider mites can also be a problem for fruit trees, ornamental flowers and shrubs, and houseplants. Webbing from spider mites can often be seen in arbavita, cypress, yews, and spruce. Once spider mites have foliage feasted on one plant to their satisfaction, they take to the wind, riding one of their gossamer threads like a magic carpet to the next unfortunate plant, and then the next, and the next. They leave behind plants with stippled leaves that are too damaged to photosynthesize and retain water, so they turn yellow and drop off. Spider mite infestations can appear to occur quickly because the mites go unnoticed until the population has built to a level that's difficult to control. Even a minor infestation can reduce a plant's productivity. In fact, so formidable a foe are spider mites to agricultural production that one scientist, Jean Gutierrez, at the French Institute of Research for Development, spent 35 years gathering thousands of spider mite specimens so more could be learned about them. Recently, interest in controlling spider mites has intensified in the cannabis industry because the pest can destroy indoor and outdoor grows. When spider mites aren't feeding, they're reproducing. Adult female spider mites can lay up to 20 eggs a day over a three-week period. That's more than 400 eggs during one spider mite's lifespan. Eggs need to be fertilized by male spider mites to develop into females, but even unfertilized eggs develop into males. Spider mites move rapidly through larvae and nymph stages, maturing in about five days. Thus, several generations of spider mites grow up and eat their way through one gardening season. In our area, July and August are peak months for spider mite damage. However, spider mites do not gently into that good end of summer night go. Instead, females and their eggs may overwinter in dead leaves during milder temperatures, ready to take up their destructive ways again at the first sign of warm weather in the spring. Gardeners, now that you know what we're up against, here's a bit of good news. 
There are several strategies to manage spider mites, even if you're an organic grower. In fact, multiple generations of spider mites means they quickly develop resistance to chemical insecticides. So, here are several more effective measures. First, check purchase plant starts for signs of spider mites before planting them in your garden. Keep a magnifying lens handy and check underneath plant leaves regularly. Keep the soil moist through regular watering and mulching. Spray plant leaves with water to remove dust particles because dust attracts spider mites as it strengthens their webs. Remove webs with water spray, vacuum hose, or gloved hands. Place in sealed trash bags. Prune off leaves or other infected parts of the plant. Don't be afraid to pull up an entire plant that's infected with spider mites. You'll be doing other garden plants a big favor. Grow strongly scented herbs that repel spider mites, such as thyme, oregano, and mint. Attract or introduce beneficial insects that eat spider mites, such as lacewings and ladybugs. One of the most effective spider mite predators is another species of mite called Phytocelius persimilis, which can be purchased at garden stores. Severe spider mite infestations benefit from applications of an organic knockdown spray, such as Planet Naturals Takedown with pyrethrin and canola oil. Some gardeners recommend using a knockdown spray before releasing predatory insects. Apply organic insecticidal soap to plant surfaces. Be sure to use sprays, soaps, and oils in the morning to prevent plant damage. Apply horticultural oil, such as neem, which is particularly effective for smothering spider mite eggs and larvae. Some gardeners recommend using a wetting agent, such as cocoa wet, with the oil to increase effectiveness. After the growing season, remove plant debris from the garden to prevent spider mites from overwintering in leaf litter. On second thought, I'm sure even Emily Dickinson would not have delighted in spider mites in her garden, even less than she enjoyed spiders in her house. She wrote, Alone and in a circumstance reluctant to be told, a spider on my reticence assiduously crawled, and so much more at home than I immediately grew. I felt myself a visitor and hurriedly withdrew. And that's it for the Literary Gardener this time. Thanks so much for listening and happy gardening.